Stephen McWhorter with Nothing Is Too Hard on Victory 91.5. It's Coffee with Corey, and I'm so excited to have you here this morning. I've Me got too. my dad in the studio. Which means I have my daughter in the studio. <laughs> I feel like I'm always in the studio. <laughs> you just need to come down here more often. You know, I'm like just on Fridays. 39 years. Uh. Oh, that's true. You've worked here. A long uh, time. Thir- 30 years here, but 39 in radio, so. That's a long time. It is a long time. Now, you're Sorry. here because we're about to celebrate a brand new year. Because on the Jewish calendar, it's the new year, right? Tonight it, and tomorrow. It is tonight. It is the first day of the month of Tishrei. So, we're starting off a new year. And one thing, it's just a, an observance as you wake up this morning. You'll notice, apart from it being just overcast and cloudy, is uh, you won't see the moon. The moon is uh, on the new moon which is a dark moon right so and it's actually below the horizon right now right where the sun is just below it the constellation virgo the virgin uh bethula is right there below and we're going to start to rise but of course you won't see her the only thing you'll see if you look to the east you'll see it one star on the rising and that one is called the romans called it castor it was part of the one the constellation of looks like two people uh, connected together which they called gemini but it was called thumb and by the Hebrews, you're seeing both aspects of Jesus, which is rather uh, appropriate because this would have been the birthday, and he was born to die. And this that particular constellation shows us the two aspects of Jesus. One figure, the stars in it are wounded and bruised. The other means to trample underfoot and appointed and things like that. So that gives you both aspects of Jesus. Love the scripture from Isaiah. The Lord, the Lord Almighty has a day of tumult and trampling and terror in the valley of vision. And, of course, talking about Armageddon. So it's kind of a, as you wake up to Rosh Hashanah, brand new year, it's 5781. So at nightfall tonight, as the biblical calendar flips to Tishrei 1, so that means we're at Elul 30 right now. It's going to continue until nightfall on Saturday night. Some folks observe it for two days because they don't want to, you know, because of time changes and things like that, they want to keep everything holy. So they just call it one whole day. It's It's a long day. So either way, uh, whether it's one day or two days for you, it's filled with great food, trumpets, and rest. What kind of food are we talking about? Just like a whole feast. Okay, so the the most important, this is New Year's Day. So, you know, here in the South, our tradition on New Year's <laughs> Day tends to be the, the beans and the greens and the cornbread, right? Yeah. So in uh, for the Israelites and the Jews, they eat apples and honey because hmm. you want a sweet new year, right? So okay. one of the greetings that they have happens to be for a sweet new year, which I'll teach you. So we're going to... Now, people ask me, you know, a lot about pronouncing Hebrew, to which I always say, oh, that I wish I could. But it's a very... It's a tough language. But what I wanted to share as we started off 2,000 years ago, uh, the Jews were spread out all over the universe, right? All over the world. So, uh, lots of countries. And as a result... They uh, kind of picked up the languages and the accents and everything. So modern Hebrew is what they speak in, in Israel right now, which is really recaptured in the late 1800s. There is about, oh gosh, 10 or 15 variations of Hebrew. The one probably most common, Mishrahi. And then you've probably heard of Ashkenazi. Uh, more of an Eastern Europe version, the Sephardi, the Emanidi, and the Yiddish. So there's lots of different variations. And the best news about that for me and for you, because we live in Georgia and we're not going to pronounce any words right, is, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of grace in the language because everybody's made their way to Israel now and they all speak different variations of Hebrew. So you get a pass. So, for instance, 
We're going to say today it's Rosh Hashanah, right? But if you're in Israel, it would be more like Rosh Hashanah, okay. which is a little bit different. Now, the greeting, do you remember the greeting for uh, oh, New no. Year's Day? No. <laughs> it is. That's all right. It's uh, Shana Tova, so, which means good or happy year, however you like a new year, but a good one, a happy one. But if you're in Israel, it'd be Shana Tova. So you, have, you hit the last syllable if you want to really make things sound like uh, you're in Israel. So if you want to make it that way, Shana Tova. If you're going for the apples and the honey deal, you're going to go the Shana Tova and the Ometuko, which is for a happy and sweet year. Hmm. All right. So I'll give you one more now. Because this is important for where the Jews have come for many, many years, why they're doing uh, what they're doing. So Shana Tova and Tiku Tevu, which is to say, may it's a happy year, and may you be inscribed for a good year. In other words, may your name be written in the, in the Lamb's Book of Life, mm. which is a good greeting. So Shana Tova, yeah. Tiku Tevu, Tiku Tevu. That says... Don't test me on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there'll be a test. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you hate that to be walking into heaven? I'm sorry, you're, you're Hebrew. I'd never make it in. Rosh Hashanah, or Rosh Hashanah, uh, ushers in the 10 days of awe, ending up on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Uh, most, it's all, speaking of which, uh, we say Yom Kippur because it's America, but it's really Yom Kippur. That's uh, because that's part of the uh, the top, the covering of the Ark of the Covenant where you pour the blood. So it's, it is kind of important. So Yom Kippur. Kipper, if you really want to be official, which is the most holy day of the year. And I'll be back to talk about that next Friday. It's going to be the next Sunday, which will be the 27th or 28th. The name Rosh Hashanah or Rosh Hashanah is not in the Bible, so you don't find it in there. It's called it a day of remembrance or a memorial or the sounding of the shofar. That's pretty much all you get. Last week, I came in and talked about creation, the gospel, and the stars that God wrote on day four, which is Wednesday of this week. And when he came and made the stars and the planets and the history of the Magi, we followed the stars, the birth of Jesus at Ephrata, Bethlehem. And I came in on September 11th because I believe that was the official birthday of Jesus, 2,023 years ago. But if you're following the Jewish calendar, they don't go by those kind of dates. They go by on what's the official day. And Jesus was born on Rosh Hashanah, so today would be Jesus' birthday mm-hmm. on the official calendar this year. Alright, so it gets a little confusing. So what am I going to do today? We're going to dig into the significance of this date, how to celebrate uh, Rosh Hashanah, get you prepared for the days of awe coming for the next 10 days, as well as the Day of Atonement, obviously. We're going to study the Hebrew numbers behind the year 5781, which is Pei Aleph. And that's uh, pretty fascinating. We really dug into Pei last year, or this year, still this year. I'll look at the four horsemen glimpse from summer. Talk about the black horse riding out tonight as part of this feast. This is a glimpse, not the not the actual horse from the apocalypse, but just a glimpse. But these have been really rough this year, and I think everybody would really kind of like to get rid of 2020. And I'm going to show you how 2020 and the life of Job compare. And I don't think it's a very hard stretch. This has been the most bizarre year I think I've ever had in my life. And so we're going to take a prophetic look at the year ahead. That's where we're going.